Welcome back to the Who and How Club. I'm the producer, creator, and host of the show, Eris Dejan. If you've been listening to and supporting the show, you'll know that we've recently introduced a new series to the TWHC platform called Spotlights. Now, I can't take full credit for this new idea, because if it wasn't for my OG Carlos and both of our brains being put together, you probably wouldn't be graced by what you're about to hear today through this new concept we came up with. So let's all send a special shout out to him. Another special shout out we need to send out is to my producer, Merle, who produced the new intro to Spotlights. In TWHC fashion, Spotlights sheds light on everyday people from everyday communities who not only have a story, but also have a lot to offer our listeners and this world with said story and choose to give back to their communities in some way, shape, or form. We do our best to conduct Spotlights in more of a compressed time frame in comparison to our regular show. But there were so many gems and jewels dropped in today's episode that I chose not to chop it up the way I normally do so that you as the listener can get the full experience and conversation without any interruption. In our conclusion for our Black History Month spotlights, we speak with Travis Noel, a tall guy I just used to see at my barbershop, who I would eventually come to connect with on different levels, share healthy debates with, and also learn about the many hats that he wears as a man. Of course, I started off by asking Travis Noel the ultimate who and how club question, who are you? This is how our conversation went. Yeah, you know, that's a loaded question. I think I'm, a, <laughs> I'm an individual. I wear many hats. You know, I'm a, a son, a grandson, you know, a brother, a friend, mm. uh, a father, mm. you know. I would say, you know, a supporter. I want to say an activist in many, many senses. Uh, you know, former athlete, I'm a teacher, an educator. Mm. Uh, like I said, it's a loaded question. You know, I try to just fill in the blanks. You know, I try to <laughs> live a purposeful life and where I see a need, I try to fill that void. So hopefully that sheds a little light on, on your question. Do you feel like it, at the state, in, in the place of life that you're at right now, do you feel like you know who you are or is there much more to discover? Um... <laughs> That's a good question. You know, I was reading a quote the other day. I think uh, it was something along the lines of, you know, you live two lives. Mm. You know, the second one begins uh, when you figure out uh, who you are, you know, something to that. But, uh, yeah. you know, I look, you know, it, it kind of hit home with me because uh, I think, you know, the more you learn, the more you can offer. Mm. And there's, there's always a void. So, um, you know, I try to be a person of influence. So at this stage in my life, I think I'm impacting and influencing, you know, just coming in contact with like, you know, people like yourself, for example, at the barbershop. But, you know, I'm, I'm the type of person that uh, I learn through social interaction and observation. Mm. And what I observe and I, I notice voids and I try to I try to steer people in the right direction. So, um, you know, it's just, uh, you know, coming in contact with with just various people from various backgrounds. I'm always influencing. So I think the influential side, that's kind of new to me in the sense that before it was specifically, you know, in the classroom or through athletics, I was influencing people um, from that perspective. But now um you know, I'm coming in contact more with single mothers, um, immigrants, uh, still people from the athletic field, 
uh, you know, kids just graduating from university or post-secondary. So, like I said, it's just uh, you have to know how to channel that and, and, and try and steer people in the right direction. So yes. I'm still getting accustomed to it, but um, it's been a journey, and I'm learning more about myself as we did. I, li- I like what you said. You you post you posted you posted something earlier, which I'm gonna we're gonna have like a little section of this episode where I get into some of your posts because you post a lot of dope stuff and it triggers me in a positive way. But a lot of the things you've posted on IG, I'm always like, mm, mm, you know, like making the stuff that you post makes me think. You posted something today um, with a black boy and all of those options around him, surrounding his his head and stuff like that. You had like the Bloods and Crips on one side. You had the gun and the weed on one on on both sides. And I, I'm sure you can you can agree to this. Like as a black boy, a black man, there are so many things coming at us that we have to choose from. That I don't feel I feel like other cultures and other ethnicities can't relate to. There's just something that all those options in that picture are literally like those are fact things that we're offered throughout our lives that we have to choose from. And which side do we choose? How important do you feel like knowing oneself is important to like a black man or a black boy? Wow. I mean, that that post, I mean, I saw it. I mean, I'm not going to take credit for it. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) You know, I, I saw it somewhere and I was like, you know, it hit home just because, you know, there were different options. Uh, you know, there's different illustrations, um, you know, positioned around the black boy yes. and they were all either pushed, you know, to his face or, you know, for example, um, I, there was a white hand and it had the child's heart, mm. you know, and it was like, you know, I want your heart. Um, but what, what I took from that, well, I took a few things from that one, you know, reminded me growing up and, you know, the influences around and, you know, everything from, you know, trying to be recruited into a gang or, um, you know, from an educational standpoint, you have teachers, educators, and guidance counselors telling you what you can do, what you can do, what you should learn, yeah. what's important. How can you tell me what's important? Um, well, let me just pull up that picture. Yeah, I'm looking okay. at it right now. Even the basketball over above the head. The you have the Jesus well, chain. You got the you know, bottle at You know, what to believe in. Yeah, what to believe in. Yes. Um, you have the Hennessy. Okay, this is cool. Oh, you know, when you turn 18, you know, you get your license and, you know, you're eligible or you're illegal to drink. So you should start drinking. Yeah. Um, you have you have the seduction piece where the lady's handing you her bra, you know. Yes. You, yes. Have, you have the gun um, held by what I'm going to deem as a police, the officer, police officer. He's on the uniform. Yeah. Um, you know, the, uh, the uh, you know, <laughs> it's like we're a target out here. Uh, we have the Bible, you know, forcing religion where I think, you know, something like that. You got to find yourself. You know, I'm, I yes. believe in a higher power. Yes. I believe in many different religions. You know, um, I'm still trying to come to some conclusions uh, when it comes to religion. But, you know, it, you know, there's there's something that they we there's something that we highlight in teachings called, you know, being a lifelong learner. And you never stop learning. Yes. And I think that applies to religion. You know, I don't think there's. I don't think there's any right or wrong. Um, it's very deep, but I don't think it should be forced upon you. I think you got to find yourself. Yes. And that takes time. You know, my dad always tells me experience is the greatest teacher. There's something that you need to experience because I've been in situations where I felt a higher power. 
you know, I've gotten out of situations and, uh, you know, positive and negative. And it's just like, well, I don't know. If, was that Catholic? Was that Buddhist? Was that what, Judaism? Yeah, what was category that did that You know, what category? Yeah. Exactly. I just know there's a higher power and we're all here and, and that's it. And like I said, I'm learning every day. Um, you know, back to the illustration, you have the Jesus piece. Okay, again, it was, it was, uh, you know, I think about religion when it comes to that. I also think about, I remember growing up, you know, I'm a, I'm an eighties baby. I grew up in the nineties and it was like, you know, once you get a little bit of money, you know, you save three, $4,000, go buy a chain, go buy a Cuban link, go buy a Jesus piece. And you know, the fr the funny thing is, you know, I went and buy, I didn't buy a Jesus piece, but I bought a chain and I ended up giving it away. So it's just one of those things, just, you know, um, there's a story to that, that we won't get into, but it's yeah. just like one of those things that, there's other pressing needs, and 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 uh, I think you know as a community, we should uh we should be touching on those on those needs and 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 those uh those issues a lot more opposed to you know um, what we look like and buying you know just uh yeah dressing a certain way and purchasing certain brands and whatnot. But uh, yeah, so like I said, you know you kind of hit home with that. Oh, the last piece was the money, and you know money's important, but you can see the hand, you know, like you're pushing the money in someone's face. And I think you devalue yourself once you put, when, once you start living a life or you look at money as it comes before everything, it's like, you know, it just, um, yeah, it kind of really, I think it cheapens everything and it kind yeah. of, uh, devalues. Kinda, right. Exactly. If and it kind of reroutes you because, you know, one, one of the things that I've learned and it really, it really, you know, I kind of, you know, just, it, you know, I just touch on it every day with a lot of different people. And, you know, even with myself, with, you know, when I, you know, I reflect in myself throughout the day. Yeah. And the money's going to come. You mm -hmm. know, find what you're passionate about. Because before, you know, like, I'm not rich by any means. But, mm -hmm. you know, I think, you know, I work at, you know, a stable job, you know, quote, unquote. And, um, yeah. Making money has never been very hard for me, but I noticed that when you're chasing money, um, you can enjoy it, you know, and it's not the money that you're chasing. It's really, you should be in love with the process. You should be in love with the experiences. Um, the money's going to come after. Regardless, so, yeah. When you're exactly. chasing money, there, there's, it's like you're going nowhere fast. You're never going to be satisfied exactly. because numbers never end, right? Yeah. So it's like, okay, well, you know, keep chasing that money, but... Um, yeah, that, that that picture, you know, they say a picture's worth a, a thousand, thousand words. words. This 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 thing is this thing is 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 priceless in my eyes. And the the, the last piece, the last part I'll, I'll add is just the. I have a lot of friends, a lot of friends, you know, coming from where I'm from that fell victim because you know they didn't have a mind of their own. Yeah, you know, and yes. uh, you know things are being pushed in front of their face. For example, you think about you think about gangs, you know, I know a lot of kids, you know, guys I used to walk to school with, you know what I mean? Um, shoulder to shoulder. And, um, you know, either they just come home, you know, they've done long prison stints or, you know, they're still in jail and it, it all stemmed from the gang. And it was just like, you know, idle hands is the devil's playground. Well, what are you doing uh, when you're in a gang? You know what I mean? It's just like a lot of dead time. And now you're thinking about, okay, illicit activities and um that just leads to one place well two places right but yes. for them um you know for the most part it led to you know the penitentiary and um 
it wasn't even a decision they made on their own. It was, like I said, it was forced upon them. And yeah, for whatever reason, maybe, life. Yeah. exactly. They didn't, they didn't felt loved at home, um, sense of belonging, self-esteem, confidence, whatever the case may be. Um, and, you know, they went down that route. But I'm going yeah, to, picture- for those, for those listening to this episode this week, like I'm going to post this picture um, just so people could get a feel of what we're speaking about as well. Um, when I look at that photo, there are two there are two parts that I kind of don't understand, which is the heart and then the mind. Um, I mean, I understand it. And it's like it, those are presented as choices to the black boy as well. What what boggled my mind is there's nothing music related uh, right. on the post, which is kind of cool. But in a way, I know a lot of black boys like it's like or black us as black or our black culture. It's like you could when you're growing up, you could either be a basketball player or an artist. Um, right. I don't know if the Jesus piece represents the musical aspect because we know as rappers that's the first thing they go and get is the Jesus piece, right? So maybe that's that right. part covering it. Obviously, there's right. jewelry, the jewelry aspect, and then the music thing. But I'm I'm looking at that boy, and I've seen boys who look just like him from where we're from, and it's like, right. what if if he knows himself? Does he choose any of those things? Like, what things in that image is positive from your perspective when looking at that image? The brain and the heart are there, and those are the only two things I could pull away from. And, of course, maybe the educational part, you know? But right. what are your thoughts on, like, what, what what do you think that guy would choose? Or well, should he choose? I think the first thing he needs to do is weigh his options. He needs to be aware, you know, self-awareness. The first thing is if you control someone's mind, you control how they think, it's easy to position them into doing whatever you want them to do. Mm. With the heart now, it's, uh, you know, a lot of people, I don't want to say weak people think with their heart, but mm-hmm. emotions get in the way. Um, emotions the logic. Out, yeah. Yeah, and, you know, cloud your vision and um, kind of get you off course. So what should he do? <laughs> You know, again, that's a loaded question. I don't know his situation, but, um, for example, you have the diploma at the top, and that symbolizes education. But I'll give you a scenario because um, this has happened to me. It happened to many of my friends. And, you know, I witness this every day just working working in, uh, you know, the education field. It's one of those where you'll get a guidance counselor and they preach post-secondary, but post-secondary education to them means university. Well, that might not necessarily be what's right for that particular student. Right. For example, you're going to tell me if you have a student. Um, I mean, oh geez, I hope we. I hope you have some time because this this, one, this one's a few layers. For example, you know, they took away vocational schools. You know, and yeah, yeah. Those, schools, those schools were meant, you know, to to, to get kids directly into the trades. And, you know, get them the experience um, necessary, you know, from, uh, you know, from their, from grade nine through grade 12. Yeah. You know, those four years of high school, get them the experience that they need so they can go into the workforce, you know, 18, 19 years old and start earning an income. Well, they kind of, you know, got away with that, whether it was, you know, carpentry, automotive, um, electrical, plumbing. Those things were taught in the high schools. Okay. So now the, you know, the, the. The, uh, I guess the climate has changed. Now, yes. you know, they want you to go and, and, you know, study apprenticeship programs. And that's all fine and dandy, but 
we're not promoting those. Well, not we, we you know, like they, society. They are, and, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, when you tell a parent, and, you know, my grandmother included, you know, she was all about, you know, university, university, university. It worked out for me, but, you know. The younger you know, generation. Next door, exactly. Yeah. They might need apprenticeship programs. They may need, you know, um, you know, programs like, I don't know if Trevis is still around where they, uh, you know, with the musical engineering and stuff like that. Right. But uh, it might mean community college. It might mean, uh, it might mean getting out into the work field, the workforce and earning an income and then figuring it out later. You know, there's no, you know, it's funny. It's a contradiction because you, you see a lot of people, you know, they'll tell you, you meet a lot of people and they'll tell you, oh, you know, there's no wrong time to go to school, you know, and then they'll applaud a 45-year-old going back to college or going back to university uh, or starting university at that point of their life. Yeah. But then we'll frown at the kid that wants to take a couple years off out of high school kind of find himself. Yeah. It's just like, well, you're just giving money away. And then if we force this kid to university, you know when you meet a kid, like I said, I can have a conversation with a kid and know where his head's at, and I can tell you, okay, yeah, this kid, you know, should go to university, he should go to college. You know, he's passionate about this. But, you know, you take a kid that's not passionate about university, but that's the vision you have for him, and then you put him in, You let's say he, um, you know, he registers for York University, he gets in, and then, you know, he takes out OSAP and all these student loans, and then, you know, after three, four years, he flunks out, he doesn't graduate, but guess what? He's, he's 40, in debt now. He's, he's forty thousand dollars in debt. Yeah. Okay, what job is he going to get, okay, now that he's 23, 24 years old, with no experience, you know, he's been giving it his all. Um, no life experience either like no you don't even know you don't going back to knowing oneself like i truly exactly. believe now travis like in life like i'm 30 i'm turning 32 this year i still feel like i'm 21 you know what i mean like there in your 20s your 20s are so key when it comes to life to because you're going to be growing in your 20s you know what i'm saying 19 to like 26 27 but like you have these kids making adult decisions and it was pushed upon us growing up because we were in a different time you know what i mean but the times that we're in right now these kids need to grow up a bit more before making these adult decisions like going to school or figuring out what they want or else they're just repeating a vicious cycle like being in debt not knowing what they even want to do they're just going to school because someone told them which which goes back to the picture you know like all these things just being forced upon especially us as being black because it's like we only have so many options that's what that picture represents too it's like these are your only options right now because of you being black absolutely and it's absolutely. like if you can't beat them join them kind of thing you know what i mean so it's like where does a where does a young man go from here when he when there are so many distractions so many people um you know shoving things in their faces and telling them what they should do what they shouldn't you know even our families sometimes like the families <laughs> yeah. The family could could be the tr could be detriment to us based on what they want for us, but what about what we want for ourselves? And how could I even want anything for myself if I don't know myself yet, right? So it's exactly like being able to live and have that experience and trying to figure yourself out. We need more time. There's this time aspect, you know, like oh, you're running out of time. Was there ever a time in your life, Travis, where you felt like? Or someone was telling you, like, yo, you needed to do this because of time. Like, you'll run out of time if you don't do this now. Or, you know, what 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 aspect of time has played a part in your life when it comes to time? 
let's hold that question for one second on time. I just want to touch on something you said. Yes, the yes, first yes, thing yes. with regards to options, um, I think, and you know, this is why I commend you for you know, you know, this podcast is a lot of these kids buy into that, you know, that theory that these are the only options because the kids that let's say that do step out of the box mm-hmm. and like yourself, you have a podcast. That seems so far-fetched to an 18-year-old because they're like, well, black people don't have podcasts. Mm. You know what I mean? Um, they don't think they can do it. You know, like you met or you meet, um, how many black lawyers do you know? How many black doctors do you know? And then we don't do a good job like myself. You know, I'm going to throw myself in that box. And that's why I try, um, I try to reach out and touch as many individuals as I can that I let them know, like, you can do anything you want to do. It sounds cliche, but a lot of kids don't believe it. When I was in high school, I didn't think I could become a teacher because I never had a black teacher. Mm. I mean, I had one, you know? So I never had, I had one black professor in four years of university. Mm. Two, two, I'm sorry. Two, both of them were in the social work field. Yeah. Um, and they kind of recruited me to come to their class. You know, I, I went to university in West Virginia. Um, they kind of recruited me to... Uh, you know, to take their, to take their course. Um, I believe it counted towards my art, my art credit requirements, but anyway, so, you know, when you do have these black doctors and black lawyers and black entrepreneurs and black investors, we got to do a better job of connecting with the youth and there's got to be programs and there's got to be, there's got to be better mentorship because when you're at home and you're with a parent who, you know, they kind of, you know, fell into that trap or that cycle where it's like, and, you know, my family included, you know, you just, uh, you go to school, you get a degree or a diploma and, you know, you pay off your debt. And then at 65, you retire and, you you know, life expectancy is 72. First of all, that's the wrong way of thinking. If you're telling me, you know, you're going to work to 65, life expectancy is 72, um, that's seven years of enjoyment. I think that's backwards thinking, yes. you know, so uh, we got to change that cycle. And, you know, a good friend of mine, Ryan Baines out of Augusta, Georgia, he told me, it was like life expectancy 72, but the last five funerals I've been to, nobody hit 65. So yeah. if you plan on working to 65, you know, you, you got to make it there. So, um, yeah, those two things we have to, um, we got to re- connect with our youth on a deeper level. And, um, uh, I forgot the second part of, uh, of what I was saying, yeah, but, uh, yeah. and, uh, yeah, they gotta it'll, know that. Come back to me. Yeah, they gotta know that there there are more options than just possible. the options being presented. Anything is possible. Travis, Anything's possible. Trust me, I'm telling you. Like growing up, you know, I, I grew up in um, during my teens, I was in foster care. Like this is something right. to share on the show. You know what I mean? And right. I never went. I was out of school for many years. After grade three, I wasn't in school until I I got into foster care around the age of thirteen. And then right. at age 13, it's like their mandate, like they got to put you in school. So the year of me entering foster care and child care or whatever, uh, sorry, not child care, but the system, um, I, it's like halfway through the school year. So now I'm they're, they're forcing me into grade eight for just a few months, right? And right. then I'm going to high school that same semester after not being in, in school f- since grade three. Right. And, and all the odds were stacked up against me. And then as I'm going through the system throughout my teens, I'm like, yo, I want to get into this field. I want to get into social work. And from right. every every direction, people are telling me I can't do it unless I go to school. I can't do it unless I go to college. I can't do it. What do I want to do? What do I want to do? And Travis, like you're talking about like uh, a higher power, right? 
It was something right. I just put out into the universe that I wanted to get into this field. And lo and behold, after my situation being in, in foster care and whatever and going against the odds, people telling me I can't do stuff, I got into the field without any diploma or school. Right. And I was getting paid. I'm getting paid the way someone who did go to school. Exactly. You know, should be or whatever. But like. I, I understand that not everyone has those opportunities, but I do feel like when you believe in yourself, when you believe in a higher power and you position yourself, you have the ability to break all all odds. You know what I'm saying? So I, right. I, I agree with everything you're saying. And if these kids could just wrap their minds around that and, and right. maybe control their destinies just a little bit more the way you and I did, right. you know, they'll, they'll you know. Absolutely. And sorry to cut you off, but I'm no. going to touch on two things. One thing is, um, you know, you believe in yourself and, you know, that's, that's great. That's, you know, that's a hard task, you know. Um, the other thing is, I mean, you were talking about, you were talking about um, the, the illustration, the, the, the yeah. picture that I posted earlier, yeah. Yeah. and you were talking about, you know, rap. And one of the things that I don't, one of the things that I... It really bothers me is that <laughs> when people look at like athletics or rap and they're like, oh, yeah, I'm going to rap. They think it's so easy. And I'm just like, yes, listen, yes. do you know what it takes to be a successful rapper? Like I tell people all the time, like there are a lot of people that can rap. But now if you're trying to turn that into a career and, you know, generate income to sustain yourself and pursue it, you know, make a living and yeah. pursue it. Like, you know, people like they just talk down on it like, oh, yeah, you know. Yeah, I'll just rap. I'm nice. You know, I could do this, but they don't even have the necessary skills. And the, the main one being, Excuse me, sir. Yeah. the main one being, you know, like self-assessment. Like if, you know, you, you listen to some things, like I'll listen to a couple like local, uh, local uh, websites or whatnot. And yeah. I'll listen to some music. And I was like, man, you know, the people around you could not have told you or convinced you that this shit was like, this is it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Come on, like I'm not saying you don't have talent, but it might need a little work. It might need a little. Yeah, work. man, you know what I mean. <laughs> like, and that's the thing with sports. You're gonna know if you're trash. You know what I mean? Because when you're out there competing, you know either a coach isn't gonna play you, or you don't make a squad or whatnot. You're gonna know real quick. There's a way to of, determine. You know I mean? Yeah. Yeah, you're gonna. You can tell yourself, you know, on that ride home with your mother or father, you know, that you're nice or whatever. But when you get into the team element. And you're not producing. There's a reason why you gotta look in the mirror. But you know, there's just a lot of skills that go in. And, but I love this. Uh, I love this because you and I have had these combos in the barbershop, and we're gonna we're gonna kind of segue right. into how you and I know each other. But I I, I agree. I I used to really really 100% agree with what you're saying until I realized that it's not only about the talent but the work because we see a lot of, of these guys that are putting in work that are horrible. That are horrible, right. but they're they've made it. Now they might not last because right. there's there's one component that's missing from all of these guys who are quote or girls who are who have quote unquote made it in the music industry, and they they made it by hard work, not by talent. There's something missing that they're missing, and this is why they don't last. Because when they woke up, when they were born, it wasn't in them. Like right. there's a natural ability that you're born with a talent a power so to speak that when you pursue something it's because it's about who you are not not like you just doing something you know like this is it's not just an exterior an extracurricular activity where oh i'm just gonna rap 
but are you a rapper? <laughs> you exactly. any, anyone could rap, but are you a rap? Are you an artist? Are you a creator? Exactly. Were you born with these abilities, or is this just something you're doing, just like any other nine to five job, like working at a fast food restaurant? And that's why well, we don't see the guys, the people last because they're not true artists. They're just doing something. Right. Right. So, so I've been. And, yeah. No, I mean, I think the key word you said was a career. Yeah. You know, a lot of people, you could be a fly by night, you know, one hit wonder, whatever. Yes. But to have a career, um, you know, that's a whole different. That's a whole different. Um, well, Jay Z and those guys, they were born with those. They were poets. They were poets on exactly. the block. Yep. You know, they were born mm -hmm. with those powers. It was an ability that not right. everyone had, you know. But now it you became like a job, <laughs> you know, so everyone can do a job. Anyone could do a job. Anyone could flip a burger. You know what, though? I'll tell you what, man. The thing about Jay Z, like you said, he was a poet. And, you know, when you study poetry in school at any level, you know, you're studying words and you're studying words, purpose yes. and conviction. Yes. And the one thing, like anybody that knows me, they'll tell you, Andre 3000 my favorite artist. <laughs> no, sorry. Andre 3000 my favorite rapper. Jay Z is yes. my favorite artist. Yes. Bar for bar, Andre 3000. But yeah. then when we look at the art, Jay Z's my guy. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I've, I've seen Jay Z. He's turned the arm, what, what he's yeah. turned the art into. Okay. He took his exactly. art and turned so, it into something. Exactly. And I've, I've listened, I've seen Jay-Z live five or six times. And I'm like, when I'm there, like, it's like, I'm frozen. Like, yeah. I'm like, man, the conviction that he speaks with, and you just... And he doesn't like, even have to move around. It's just the words, exactly. the words that he chose to say. Most people just want to be a rapper, but he's exactly. taken the art form and turned it into something. You know exactly. What I mean? so and that's, that's what people don't understand, yeah. man. When I tell them there'll never be another Jay-Z, because it's not just about selling records. It's like what he's done... Like, my father still lives in Brooklyn. And when I go there and, like, I'll go downtown Brooklyn and I'll walk by Barclays. I'm talking about for hours. I'll, you know, I'll go to the mall. I'll come back. And, you know, when I seen him live, you know, you, what he's done, like, there will never be another artist that inspires or instills that kind of hope into a community. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, it, it's amazing. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. when we're talking about him, like, it gets personal because I'm like, man, listen, it's bigger. It's deeper than rap. It's deeper um, than rap, 100%. deeper than rap, you know what I mean? And I'm going to throw Killer Mike in there, too, with, with, with 3,000. Because to me, at this stage of my life, man, like, you can't just be on the mic just saying a bunch of foolishness, you know of what I'm course. saying? You get, it's got to hit home, you know what I'm saying? I'm, a, you know, I'm approaching 40 soon, but it's like, <laughs> you know, for me to go spend my money and purchase your album, whatever, you got to be saying something. Yeah. So um, there's no age anymore. I feel like there's no age. Like right. the, the guys who are older, they're only getting better. You know what I'm saying? And right. thankfully, we have like guys like you and I, I know what kind of, we've had these combos in the barbershop. Right. I know what kind of vibe you like when it comes to music. And I right. can relate to that, even though, you know, so yeah, these guys are only getting better. I thank God that we still have those artists that are still mm -hmm. putting out music and still there's still quality out there, you know, but pop music has become hip hop music is pop music, you know, like it's exactly just, it's all across the board now and everybody and their grandmother of, of exactly. many cultures do it. So it kind of waters it down, but we still have some substance and quality there, which is good. Um, I want to go go into the let's let's go to the barbershop and let me let me paint a picture for you. OK, I'm a kid. I'm young, but I see you coming in one day and you're like a giant to me, you know, because I've been going to the shop since I was like 18 
And right. I'd see you come in and you're like a, this giant, you know, and I'm like, I see when you walk in, you have this uh, confidence about you, you know, and everybody right. knows you, everybody hails you up. And this is what I've noticed about you when you walk into the shop. When you walk in, you're very quiet in the beginning, <laughs> but then, and I feel like you're just listening, you know, like you're hearing what right. everyone else is, what the vibe is like today. Uh, mm -hmm. It's very rare that you'll spark it because when you come in, there's already some type of energy or vibe going, some type of conversation, but you'll listen. And then you jump right. in. And I, anytime you've spoken, I've always listened. So I look at you right. like an OG in a sense. And like you and I have had debates in the shop and you've connected me with people. And we always talk about music. You'll give me advice and all that stuff. You being an OG, do you look at yourself as an OG? Like as a mentor, you know what I mean? Like... Yeah, What's I mean, the, the terminology, like? whatever the, the terminology may be, I mean, I think you get, especially, you know, the kind of work that I'm into, yeah. I think you get, I think I'm a natural leader, but uh, also the work that I'm into, you kind of get forced into that leadership role. So, yeah, uh, I think, you know, the barbershop, we'll get into that again, uh, or I mean, deeper in a second, but like, yeah. it's, it's a special place for me. Um, but I know the power of influence. And I know. I look at these kids that come into the barbershop. <laughs> See, actually, let's go in deeper that. I, I look at grown men yeah. that, um, my father used to say, my father tells me all the time, never feel sorry for a person that had the same opportunity as you that blew it. Mm. And I would say, I look at some of these men and it's just like, you know, they've made some mistakes and I, you know, again, the higher power, I was like, man, like, I was in, I grew up in the same community. You know, I probably did a couple things differently, but what was it? Obviously, it was the power of influence. You know, I played, I played sports all my life since I was probably seven or eight years old. You know, um, Amesbury, Harding Park, stuff like that. Um, I've been playing football since I was 11, yes. 10 or 11. And it was one of those things where it's just like having the right people in your life. So, you know, you come in and um, you said I come in and I observe and, you know, I, I learn a lot at the barbershop through social interaction and observation. So I come in and observe and I try to feel things out. Yeah. I'm not trying to put something in the air that I wouldn't want someone to share with my kid if he were to go to the barbershop on his own. Yes, you know what I'm trying to say? Yes, yes, Especially, you know, we go pretty free. You know, you and I, you know, we're Friday, Saturday type <laughs> of guys. Yeah. Sometimes I go to the barbershop. I live on the borderline Mississauga, Oakville. I'll go to the barbershop. I'll sit there for a couple of hours. Yes. Just because I know, Spend you know, I'm not going to soak it up. Yeah. Yeah. I'll go grab a couple of bottles of water, you know, and, 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 uh, just hang out in the barbershop. But, um, you know, you, like I said, you don't want to put out there, it's not just negative energy. It's the information you put out there, man. Like you listen to some of these kids and you're like, man, you're locked. Mm. You know what I'm saying? But then you listen to the, you know, quote unquote OGs that are in there and you're like, man, what are you telling these kids? You're just as lost as this kid, but this kid has an excuse. He's 16. You yes. know what I'm saying? You're yes. 45. Yes. You know what I'm saying? So there's no difference between the two of you. Just you were born earlier. So you're a little bit older, but you're just as lost. You're clueless, you know? So, and you know, I attribute, you know, one thing sports has done for me basically, or re really is the, the ability to travel, man. Like I talk to, sometimes it gets real depressing when you talk to people. I'm not talking about going on vacations and whatnot, but just leaving your element, hopping on the train, hopping on the bus. You know, if, you, if you're blessed with the opportunity the that you can visit yeah. another country, do it. Go get an experience. Go see something. But it's just, um, you know, a lot of 
a lot of individuals that you come in contact with, they've never left James Street for real for no real purpose. Yes. You know, they, they've never left. They've never left North York. They've never left. You know, and then okay, well, you've left North York. Have you left Toronto? You know, have yeah. you left the province of Ontario? Yeah. But it's not. It's just the way of thinking. It's just that small town. It's just that small mind thinking because you know I'll go to New York and I have cousins that. You know, I have family all over and I'll, you know, I'll, I'll tell them, you know, my cousin's in Brooklyn. I'll say, you know, I'm going to the Bronx to spend the day with auntie so-and-so or uncle so-and-so. They're like, nah, we can't do that. We don't go to the Bronx. I'm yes. like, why? why not? Oh, nah, man, you're going to, Har we don't go to Harlem. Nope. We don't go to, Qu I'm like, man, listen, man, I'm not going looking for no trouble. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to go see my family yeah. and that's it. Like, I just, um, and you know, I've driven, I go on road trips by myself, man. I've traveled. You know, like I said, I've been blessed probably more than the average person comes from where we come from. But I think it started with sports and just observing different things. Like, I always wanted to be an architect. Very few people know that. I can't draw for shit. But <laughs> part of my motivation, yeah, my inspiration, like, a couple of my friends, like, they know that, like, I'll leave my house at, like, 2 in the morning and I'll drive downtown Toronto and just look at the architectural designs of some of the skyscrapers downtown. Um Back when um, I forgot the Thompson Diner was open, I'll sit there for an hour, you know, have a Long Island iced tea or rum and coke, and then <laughs> drive back. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I yeah. know I can't drop, but if I see something, I could tell you what I like. I could tell you, okay, if I were to build a condo, that's the kind of condo I build, but I can't draw. But that's where I get inspiration. And then it also lets me know that, man, like, if you ever watch the process of something being built from the ground up, it's phenomenal. And that's the kind of that's that's what I take into the classroom. Like I get these kids, excuse me, from September. I teach sixth grade, but it's not it's not one it's one of those things where yeah, you know, they're ten years old when they get to me. So I don't really I don't you know I don't have them from the ground up. But the the progression that you see from September to June is kind of like seeing a building going up from the yes. ground up. Yes. So you got to set the foundation. You know, discipline. And then everything takes care of itself. You know, the stronger the discipline, the stronger the foundation, the easier it is to add layers. Yes. You know what I'm saying? And the stronger they're going to be, you know, when they when they leave my class. And then, you know, um, if I've done a, you know, the hopefully world. I'm yeah. successful. Yeah. You know, they carry that on to grade seven and onward. And, you know, you're, you're molding them. But, um, yeah, I, I, sorry, I strayed away a little no, bit. No, but, no, yeah, no, it's okay. Wanna, you just want to feel these kids out and, like, you know... <laughs> Like you meet, like you're in the barbershop with me, you know, a good percentage of the time. Like I go to barbershop every week, yeah, you know, yeah. um, I have a system. So I go every week <laughs> and, um, you know, you meet kids and, you know, they're into athletics and they're, yes. they, you know, even if they're a dream and I'll never tell the kids, oh, you can't make the NBA. You can't go to the NFL. You can't run to the Olympics because I know kids, I've worked with kids that have done all three. Yes. You know, I've also mentored kids that are lawyers. Like one of my... One of my kids, like Shiv, um, uh, Indian uh, Indian kid, uh, you know, he kind of, uh, he was very reluctant and um, just discouraged about applying to law school. He got in. Like, this kid, like, he's so happy. And, like, that that, that was, like, a proud moment, you know. Right. And when he called me and told me he got in, I, like, you know, I was speechless. But it's just one of the, you know, yeah. um the power of influence, man. I, I tell people, and it's it's very important who you surround yourself, who you surround yourself with, because I tell people, 
I was telling my, I was telling a friend of mine, Jermaine, the other day, I was like, you know, you ever like have a conversation with somebody and like at the end of the day, you're like, man, did I like, you think you either aged or you just, <laughs> your intelligence, your IQ level went down a few points because you're just like, man, what the, right. I just spent right. an hour of my life, one twenty-fourth of the day with this knucklehead and <laughs> you know, like, it was a complete waste of time. But, um, right. the 16 year olds, um, they have a little bit of ex- of an excuse because um, they you know, still, they're being yeah they're still sorry. they're still in that sponge space stage right? right where like they're able to soak new information up and still adjust themselves. It, nothing's yeah. more scarier than a person who is at a certain stage. I, I I don't even like to use the word age anymore. It's all about stage, you know. Like, and and when I when you see a person who's at a certain stage that you kind of expect better from them, but I still hope that they have room to grow, but sometimes they'll right. they'll show you that they have no intention on changing their viewpoint or like they're based on their experiences. Some people might be jaded, you know, they might right. be bitter and stuff like that. So they're done. They've given up on themselves or that room to change, which is kind of sad. Like you should be able to grow and change every day of your life. You know, you got to be Absolutely. learning new things. Going back to the going back to the OG stuff and at the barbershop and how I viewed you. I'm curious to know, like, who are some OGs or like some mentors in your life? Maybe if you wanted to name like one or two, like who who really taught who sticks out in your mind? Who came to your mind? The first thing, the, the first thing when I said that, like someone in your life that has taught you things or has been an inspiration to you. Ah, uh, well, first and foremost, my grandmother, I mean, tough love, you know, my grandmother, like I, it was, <laughs> that was the definition of tough love. And I think the best thing she did for my brother and I was letting us know that, you know, the world's a cruel place, you know, so don't ever think someone's going to feel sorry for you um, because of the cards you were dealt, you know, you have to make them work. Uh, definitely my father, uh, my uncle, you know. He, you know, my father stayed in Brooklyn. My mother passed away. So it was my grandmother and my uncle that raised my brother and I. Yes. Um, you know, Calvin and Dave. I met Dave, man. People don't know. Like, I've known Dave since the late 80s, man. Like, Dave worked <laughs> at the Red. My brother, my brother's best friend, his older brother was Dave's best friend. I remember going to Chuck E. Cheese with Dave. I mean, it was like 40 of us going to celebrate a birthday party with Dave. This is like 89 or 90. Like, this yeah. is way back. That's my born year. That's my... Yeah. I wasn't even yeah. born. I was born that year, 89. <laughs> yep. Calvin, you know what I mean? At yeah. the shop, you know, the head um, of the shop, you know, like... For I those think for those who don't know who Travis is talking about, go back a few episodes about like five six episodes ago. We've had these individuals on the show. Travis is talking about the barbers. We've had a couple barbershop episodes, so go back and get to know who Dave and Calvin are. Uh, these are the people that Travis is mentioning. But yeah, go ahead. Um. Yeah. So you know, Calvin's taught me. Like I said, I I posted on several occasions that you know Calvin and Dave. Um. They've taught me more than. Uh, you know, yes, as much as yes, more people, than any yeah, professor, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, I mean, Dave, from a theoretical standpoint, like when it comes to like history and science, I'm like, sometimes he's, I'm like, man, where'd you study? You know what I mean? But yes. like, you know, I know he's been to college and, <laughs> you know, but, um, you know, Dave, you know, he's the kind of guy like he'll watch Bill Nye, he'll watch National Geographic, um, yeah. you know, shows like that. He's, he's plugged into CNN and, you know, he shares that kind of stuff with me. He, you know, he's well-versed in many different areas. And then Calvin, like, um, when it comes to, like, investing and saving and um, 
renovations. And, you know, Calvin just, uh, he has a way, like, he doesn't share a lot with too many people. I'm just blessed. Yes. Like, I'm one of the few people that he has, um, you know, opened up with. I got a homeboy, B. You know, he's probably one of the, you know, he's, uh, you know, we grew up together. He, uh, he, uh, discipline. Uh, if there's one thing I could, you know, touch on with, with, with him, it's, it's definitely discipline. Like, um, he knew what he wanted from an early age and, you know, he went out and, and, and worked hard for it and, 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 um, and taught me, you know, in the process a lot about discipline and home ownership and, um, and just seeing, like, you know, looking at things from, you know, a particular lens. Yes. Um, I've got a, and then, you know, coaches, you know, my, my, first, my little league coach, Lou Gelblum, um, I've had a, geez, I've had a couple coaches, coach Grant, uh, coach Leo, coach Dio Daddy, um, who, you know, they're teachers as well. They were like huge inspirations and influences because actually I'll touch on them for a little bit because they were not only my, my, my high school football coaches, but you know, coach Dio Daddy, you know, was my religion teacher. And I think, I believe history as well, but, um, and then coach Leo was my math teacher. And, uh, if you want to play in the, you know, college football you know you got to pass the sat you also have to do well in math you know in a couple math courses because it's a core subject um but you know when when they when i was uh in their class you know they were the young teachers you know 25 26 but you know they dressed you know they were the cool teachers you know they dressed how we wanted to dress and i remember one day you know going to lunch with coach dia daddy and uh he he won't remember i don't think he'll remember this but i believe he had a tribe called quest cd in there in his car and Honda Civic. <laughs> And I'm like, you listen to Tribe Called Quest? He's yeah, like, yeah. I was man. like, man, you know what I mean? I have when you so find out that your teacher is cooler yeah. than what you thought, man, it's the best feeling exactly. in life. You know? Because, you know, the crazy shit is when you come from where we come from and then you listen, or sorry, you don't have any black teachers. It's like yes. you don't even think you can be a teacher. When they yes. tell you, oh, man, you got to do an undergrad and then you got to, and then you have to, um, and then you got to, you know, do, you know, a year of teacher's college. It's now two years. You're just like, man, five years of schooling. At the university, and you're just like, man, I can't even do this. Um, it's not possible. But you know, I'm, they they definitely you know help. I won't say planted the seed, but they help nurture that seed in within me and help you know me develop. Um, and uh, you know, I can go on about them all day, but uh, I'll keep it moving. Uh, Clinton John, you know, he's a guy from the community. He was a uh, yeah. he was a uh, he's a teacher. You know, I think he's been teaching 13 and 14 years, and you know. Um, you know, he served as a mentor as well. Um, and, uh, you know, there's a few others I'll get into a, a, along the way. You know, yeah. I met a lot of people, man. Hopefully I don't offend anyone by leaving them out. But, you know, the one common theme amongst those people, discipline. Mm. They're all disciplined. <laughs> like you, and when, you know, you were talking about, you were talking about, you know, me coming into the shop and feeling things out and what do you want to share? And, yes. You know what I've learned about myself if you want to be successful, you have to be disciplined. And that's what I try to share most with kids. It's like, you want to, um, you want to share, you want to instill in them and paint a picture for them of things of value that you learned late. You want to plant that in them. Yes. 16, you yeah. know what I'm saying? And you know, I, I'll leave, I, I forgot one person. I got a homeboy Antwi, um, that, uh, very, very bright individual. He, uh, you know, we have taught like sometimes, I'll call him or he'll call me and you know we're both we're both foodies I mean his metabolism is a little faster than mine so I mean I'm putting on the way he just stays slim so you yeah. know we all you know we always get together and uh you know we'll go out and whatnot but 
you know, we always bounce ideas back and forth off one another. And, you know, his discipline, you know, phenomenal, phenomenal. And, um, yeah, you know, you just want to, uh, you want to instill these things in, in that younger generation. But yeah, you look at any successful person, it's discipline and sacrifice. And if I had known, you know, you hear, yeah, you hear a lot of people saying, if I knew then what I know now, Oh man, I'd be rich. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. the money's gonna come regardless. But you would have been a lot further in every aspect of your life, whether it's health, whether relationship, whether it's whatever the case may be. You know, your job, your career, um, whatever the case may be. You know, so uh, you have to uh, you have to take time. And, and and just embrace the journey but uh yes i couldn't agree yeah. with i couldn't agree with you more i mean like when you're when you're ex- when you have the experience you got to pass it down i think it's selfish to not pass it down regardless of right. who internalizes it and uses it or not to pass it down i mean like i that's why i started this platform you know what i mean to right. share I'm like, I don't want to keep all of my experiences to myself. I want to tell my story and create a platform where people could tell theirs as well because we learn from each other. I had said, right. I had said this recently to somebody. I feel like, you know, like smart people learn from their own experiences, but like wise people learn from the experiences of others. And that's right. whether it's a mistake, <laughs> yep. whether it's a mistake, whether it's a success, uh, an, an accomplishment, whatever it may be. Like we we are here to learn from one another. And if we're not speaking, that's why the barbershop is so important, because when you're within Absolutely. that environment, so much knowledge is being shared from different avenues and walks of life, different beings, different mentalities and viewpoints, whether it, whether you agree with them or not. You're still gonna learn. You're you're gonna learn what to do and what not to do in, a, in an environment like that. So we need to take those concepts and bring them outside of that shop, because if only yeah. the world knew what kind of things we're talking about in that shop, we could yeah. invite the whole world into that. You know what I'm saying? So it's pretty cool. But you know what? I agree. You with know what? what? You're you you said something there that stood out, and I, I'm gonna touch on that. You know, the thing about the shop too, as well, is that it's a very authentic space. Um. Non-judgmental. Non-judgmental. And what, you know, when you tell kids, when you're telling a child something in there, it's coming from a good place and it's coming from experience. It's like you're providing a why. So if I tell a kid or a how, you know, like if I tell my son, um, you know, you know, he wants to be a doctor and, you know, I'm telling him, yeah, it's possible. Well, I've met a doctor. I, I know black doctors. You know, that's going to resonate more. And he's going to feel that it's possible because here's someone who looks like me. And if they can do it, I can do it. And I can provide the necessary steps. Now, I'm going to give you a scenario because I paint this picture for, I say, you know, 60%, maybe 70% of the individuals I come in contact with. Um, and, you know, I would say, you know, we have a very deep conversation. You know, I'm trying to paint a picture for them and, you know, um, try and change their course because where I, the route that they're on, it's not going to lead to, I guess, a very successful destination, if, if, if I can say that. So, yeah. you know, growing up, like I said, I was raised by my grandmother and my grandmother, she kind of drank, drank the Kool-Aid in terms of you're going to university, you're going to university. And, the you know, I'm still structure, to, yeah. right. I'm trying to, I'm trying to, figure myself out. I'm like, okay, grandma, what am I going to study? I don't know, but you're going. Okay, well, 
you go to university and like I said, it worked out for me. Like I remember when I got to university, we took this like aptitude test. Like you answered like 150 questions and then they told you um, at the end, you know, they punch in the computer and then it tells you, okay, these are your skills. These are your strengths. These are your, we your weaknesses. And I remember the lady um, at the testing center was like, you know, you're good with people and you're a leader and you're influential. All these things. This is 2002, 2003. I'm telling you. And she was like, you should get into... You should get into uh, teaching, um, something of a leadership role, managerial, stuff like that, right? And I was just like a teacher. I'm like, man, I'm trying to get paid. Like, I don't want to be a teacher. Like, I'm trying to be rich. You know, yeah, if I don't yeah. play football, I'm trying to be rich. So I remember, I, was, I remember saying to myself, okay, here I am. What's going to make me look cool to everybody? You know what I mean? In front of everybody. And I went, at, I, uh, I declared, you know, I wanted to be a finance. I decided, okay, I'm going to be a finance major. And then I got there, and I was just like, man, there's way too many 8 a.m. courses, you know, math courses for finance. So I dropped out of that. I transferred. I went from finance to economics. Too many math courses. I finally go back to my, uh, my academic advisor, and I said, what, what um, degree in the business, in, um, what uh, business degree can I get uh, or concentration in the business, um, you know, in the business field can I get? that requires the least amount of math. And they yeah. were like, management. And I was just like, man, okay. So I got into management. Um, I was lucky enough, I, you know, I, I played a year um, in the CFL um, in Winnipeg. And um, after that, you know, coming home, you got to find a job. And, uh, you know, I had my son the same year, so I have to provide for him. And it's just one of those things where it's just like, uh, you know, during the interview process when it's time to talk about salaries and, yes. you know, you're, you know, they're telling you what the entry level salaries are and you're just like, yeah, this isn't for me. So, you know, throughout, yeah. it, throughout all of it, um, I'm just telling you basically, you know, I end up finding myself and then I got into teaching. Yes. And yeah. I was just like, man, like, so I started teaching in 2011, 2012 and I was just like, man, well, back in 02, had I just listened, somebody mm. saw something in me that, you know, I was a natural teacher, and I have tons of teachers in my family. My grandfather was a teacher, you know, a cousin's better teacher, you know, in the Caribbean, Canada, and the U.S., but, um, you know, I was just ignorant to the fact because what was I doing? I was trying to chase the money. I told you, I was trying to get paid, you yes, know what I mean? Yes. And, you know, there's ways to get paid in the education sector, you know, but you just got to be strategic in how you do it. You got to run programs. You got to um, probably make it to the top of the ladder, whether that's, you know, superintendent or education director, whatever the case may be. Now, remember, I told you about that conversation with my grandmother. You're yes. going to university. What am I going to study? She didn't know, but she's being honest. That was the best. She was sharing what she what knew. She knew. Yeah. Go to university. Okay. So one of my best friends, Justin, Mississauga, Trini as well. My family's Trini and Grenadian, right? So, yes. um, Justin has a conversation with his mother. His mother was, um, his mother was a, uh, a secretary, no, sorry, a librarian, and I believe a third-grade teacher with the Toronto Catholic School Board, okay? Yes. She has a sit-down with her son, and she was like, listen, you're going to go to university. She was able to identify his strengths, right, to the T. He was a very, very great writer. Okay, well, you're going to study English, okay? With that degree, you can do a lot of different things. And then, you know, at the end of your four years, when you, when you earn that degree, you go and get your master's. I didn't even know what a master's was until I got to university. I'm yeah. just keeping it real. Yeah. You know, at yeah. 18, what's a master's? But, you know, now he, you know, so upon, you know, he graduates from university. He works for, 
you know, a newspaper company in North Carolina. And um, then an oil company comes and snatches him up and says, you know, you write really well. Why don't you become an oil analyst? Okay. Um, all of, you know, just because, you know, he's playing to his strengths. He's a great writer. So now he's an oil analyst. Um, and then, you know, he works his way up and now he's an oil trader. I mean, you can do the math and you know what oil traders make. You know, it's a yeah. very good profession to be in, right? Yes. Very lucrative, okay? Without disclosing too much. But yeah. the bottom line was, now you take my grandmother, you take Mr. Moore. That's his mother. Both of them meant well. My grandmother just didn't have the knowledge. My grandmother was an immigrant who came here in the late 70s, right? She wasn't afforded the opportunity. She couldn't go to, she didn't go to university. She didn't go to college. Um, she worked really hard in Grenada. Um, she didn't have a North American education. Justin's mother, you know, you go to university, you go to college. I think she even went to high school over here. So yeah. she's more in line with the system. You know, she, she was able to push her son um, in, in, in a direction. Like she studied the trends. She knew the way um, society was going. You know what I mean? Yes. Uh, and so it's just a different conversation. Like I said, I played, you know, even, you know, Little League football, I played on a predominantly Jewish football team. Yes. And, you know, when you go over to these kids' houses and you see how they interact with their parents, it was just different. And I'm not saying there's a wrong way or, or a right way. What I'm just saying is just being privy and being um, being um, uh, fortunate yes. to get that experience and that knowledge. So that's, like I said, when I go to the, uh, when I go to the shop, this is what I'm trying to share with them. For example, I'll give you a quick story. Yes. I coached high school basketball. For, this is my, well, we're off this year because of COVID, but 13 years high school coaching. And uh, every time I get to the school, you know, um, you know, these kids, you know, these young ladies, you know, they'd always try to pick my brain and they would tell me, oh, Coach Travis, you know, um, you know, we're going to university, we're going to college, whatever, whatever. So there's a group of about seven or eight girls, okay? Yes. I remember they all approached me. They said, Coach, we're going to, we're going to Windsor for university. Perfect. Okay. Um, so I had, you know, so I was talking to the group. I said, okay, um, what are you guys studying? Two of the girls are like, oh, we're going to, um, we're going to study nursing. Yes. So I said, okay, you guys are going to be perfect. You guys are in a great position. You, can, you know, it's, yes. it's going to be, you know, uh, it's going to be challenging, but it's going to be worth it. It's going to be worth it at the yeah. end. Yeah. The other four or five girls told me that they got into St. Clair College, which is in Windsor as well, and they said um, they're going to, or just outside of Windsor, I believe, um, and uh, they said they were going to uh, study travel and tourism. So I started scratching my head. I was like, man, listen, do you know from my device, so I pointed to my phone, that I can book a vacation, um, rent my car, uh, book a hotel, whatever, just from my device. Like, Basically, I was trying to show them that, that that's not a growing industry. That's not something. And, you know, you guys are going to go take out student loans, you know, because, you know, inner city kids and, you know, they're telling me, you know, they're taking out OSAP. And I was like, okay, well, you're going to take out $10,000, $12,000 a year. But let's say your program's three years, 12 times three, that's 36000 You're going to go put yourself in that 36000 for a job that's probably going to pay you just above minimum wage if you're lucky enough to get a job. Yes. Okay. How much of that debt do you think you're going to pay off? Um, until you get frustrated and realize, okay, that you're just in the rat race and the cycle's continuing, that you're going to have to go back and you need to go back to school and get another degree or another diploma in order to make enough money to pay off this debt. But yes. then you go and do that a second time. Now, 36 for 36, we're at $72,000. You know what I mean? Yes. But 
it's just sharing knowledge with them. So anyway, long story short, I ended up meeting these girls. I didn't see all six of them. It was like six or seven of them now, but I seen about four or five of them in Yorkdale and they jumped on me and they're like, Oh my God, coach Travis, I wish I listened to you. I said, what happened? They're like, man, they're like the most useless diploma you could ever get traveling tourism. And I was just like, really? They're like, yeah, man. Like they're like, wait for my time. You know, I was just like, man, I didn't, I'm never, I, you know, I'm not the one to say, I told you, so I was like, you know what, you're going to figure it out. You know, you You'll invest three years of your yeah. life, you're 22, 23 now, you know, just make sure you learn from this and you do your homework. And it's all of our responsibility because you have to, one thing that these kids have to realize is that there's probably a thousand jobs out there, but there's probably 20,000 graduates. 19,000 of you are not going to get a job in the field that you're that you want to be in. Right you know what I mean? Yeah, so, there are only so many openings and stuff like exactly. that. Exactly. Right? So. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's get into a quick Manscaped read and uh, we can get back to the show. Now, if I mess up, bear with me. I tend to mess up on these because you get tongue tied, tongue twisted, whatever the saying is when reading these uh, laid out scripts. So bear with me. All right. Support for the Who and How Club today is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below the waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped just launched in the UK. We've gone, uh, oh my God, hold on. Manscaped just launched in the UK. <laughs> We've gone years without using the right tools for the job. You could be one of the first men in England to experience their life-changing products. Uh, and by their life-changing products, I'm referring to Manscapes, of course. Um, but if you're from Toronto, I mean, you could get these too. Shout out to the city that I'm from. Um, and yeah, I've been using their products for a few months now since they've sponsored the show. Um, and uh, it's a true benefit for those who care about grooming. You know, some men don't care about that stuff. Thankfully, I don't have chest hair, but you can use their products for like the leg hair and stuff like that. I've thought about it. Uh, I don't use it for that, though. I use it for the family jewels um mostly uh but i also have their weed whacker where which is like a nose hair trimmer and ear hair trimmer um so I, yeah i have a bunch of products from them um and i don't have any chest hair or back hair thankfully so i don't need to use their products for that but if you do have that stuff and you're interested in grooming and focused on that and maybe your girl likes when you're smooth, I would definitely consider getting their products. Um, pretty much that's why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. The Manscaped engineering team has preferred, oh, I'm sorry, perfected the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created and just released the new and improved Lawnmower 3.0, which is what I have. Uh, they released it in the UK recently as well. So their third generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents. I haven't had any accidents. Word is bond. When I tell you this is premium, I mean premium. The battery will last up to 90 minutes so you could take a longer shave. The waterproof technology allows you to groom in the shower. One of the coolest features is the LED light, which illuminates grooming areas for a closer and more precise trimming. Uh, let's not forget about the charging stand. Show your, show you, my God, show your mower off loud and proud because this intelligently designed stand is a convenient charging dock powered by USB. Uh, if you are listening to me speak right now, I want you to experience it firsthand for yourself. Let's get that bush to tush clean. Yeesh. Get 20% off. Pers blah, blah, blah. 
I'm so sorry, guys. Don't kill me, all right? Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code WHOHOW20 at manscaped.com. Once again, that is WHOHOW20, W-H-O-H-O-W, and the number is 20. uh, So you can get 20% off of all products and orders uh, and free shipping at manscaped.com. Make your testies their besties. Um, and, uh, yeah, you'll be happy with the products cause I know I am. Uh, and I also wouldn't promote any products if I didn't use them myself and if they weren't, uh, they didn't have a positive outcome on my life. All right. So use code who, how 20, um, when visiting manscape.com and get that 20% off uh, discount. All right, let's get back to the show. One. Oh, yeah. So so let's 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 dial it back a bit and then talk about because we're already an hour in, which is not bad. But uh, you're I like this because you're providing us a lot of substance and speaking from your perspective. I think it's very important, especially from the educational standpoint. You know what I mean? Um, but I don't want to I don't want to get away from you as well as a person and where because you were clearly taught the right way. You were inspired by people who were around you. You had mentors, you had people who inspired you and you're an observer and a natural born leader, which is dope. And I can relate to that. Um, when we talk about, let, actually, let me ask you about 80 sounds and what that's about. Can you talk to the people about 80 sounds? Right. Um, yeah, sure. So 80 sounds is basically a clothing line I started and for, I mean, it came, came to me kind of in a dream, well, came to me in many forms, but I do a lot of traveling. Like I said, my father lives in New York. Um, you know, I travel a lot with my son. I try to expose him to a lot of things. And the one thing is, like I said, since my playing days, I put on some weight, you know, it's not a secret. Um, I love my food. I love my drink. You know, I love my drinks, but, um, <laughs> The, uh, you know, like, you know, if you said, Travis, let's go on vacation. Let's go to Vegas. You know, okay, Eris, let's do it. Yeah. Well, the first thing I'm going to do is how do I feel comfortable? I'm going to go to, like, you know, the Ralph Lauren outlet. I'm going to go buy a couple, three packs of, you know, their plain white tees with the horse on. And I'm like, okay, you know what? I'm putting on some jeans, fresh pair of shoes, you know, yeah. kicks or whatever. You know, I got my accessories, my belt, my chain. I'm good to go. Let me put on a fresh white tee. I can't go wrong. I'm going to look clean every day. So let's say I buy... You know, a three-pack is probably $35. You know, I'll probably buy three of those. So there's nine T-shirts, right? Yeah. That's, a, you know, 35 three, that's $105. Every time I'm going away, I'm doing this. Like, I still have <laughs> piles and piles of these white tees that I've that just unworn still in the packaging. So yeah. I'm like, okay, listen, why am I giving Ralph Lauren all this money? <laughs> also, a lot of my friends, you know, shout out Kaiser, shout out my boy Jamal with his clothing brand as well. Um, J-A-E, you know, I wear a lot of local stuff, people that mean something to me. And uh, I, I get stopped everywhere. Like, I go to, I'll go to concerts. I went to a concert in New York. A dude was like, yo, what's that? How do you, how do you pronounce that? Where's it from? Like, Toronto. I'll give my boy, I'll give out his Instagram page, you know, connect him or whatever. And that's happened to me. Like, my boy Jamal has a shirt that says, um, uh, money can't buy. What's that? Money can't Oh, geez. When I wear this shirt, man, like I got, I got, I got a couple of them. And I, when I wear them, when I wear this shirt, you feel empowered. Money can't buy love. Money yeah. can't, and I get stopped everywhere on yeah. the train, wherever. So that was like a red light. That was like a flashlight. I was like, hey, man, I need to start my own thing. Yes. Wear my own thing. Yes. Promote myself. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So also, 
Um, so the 80s sounds, I'm an 80s baby. My grandmother, I remember watching, my grandmother watched the news every night. Like I'm talking religiously, 11 p.m. My grandmother took a nap at 10.30. She's waking up at 11 p.m. to watch the news. Yes. And, you know, they would start the news off, you know, another murder in the Toronto West End. My grandmother, you know, she, not sometimes, you know, she'll be in tears. She's like, what's wrong with this generation? And, and I'm looking, I was like, man, you're making it seem like there weren't murders in the 70s or the 60s. And she's like, no, nah, this generation's the worst. Like, it's terrible. And um, just fast forward, I remember, you know, now I watch the news. You know what I mean? If I miss the 11 o'clock news, I'm checking the, yeah. you know, the news on my phone on or whatever. Apps, yeah. And now I watch these kids nowadays. I'm like, man, these dudes are the worst. These kids are wild and out here. These kids, man, have no, they have no respect. You know what I mean? And uh, so I'm like, oh, my God. You know what I'm saying? I was just like, wait a second. My grandma used to say the same stuff about us. So I'm thinking, yes. okay, wait a minute. We were different. Yes. We were different. So I'm like, what separated us? Now, just to touch on something, how we are different. I remember, Eric, I grew up in Jane and Trickery, right? So just south of Lawrence, for those that don't know, on Jane. Yeah. And uh, in between the two buildings on the block, there's a basketball court. I kid you not. We could be in a full court basketball game. And, you know, you'd have, you know, who you would call OGs, you know, dudes on the side that were just there, whatever they were doing outside, grown men that you had respect for. And we would see an elderly lady across the street, and you would have to, they would stop the game, like, yo, go get her shopping bag, walk into her building, you guys can continue your game when, you, yes. when, when we were playing. Yes. And you couldn't say no, you know what I'm saying? Because everybody in the community looked out for one another, everybody had respect for one another. Yes. Um, you get on a bus back then, and a woman needed to see you got up. You know what I mean? You, yes. you held the bar, you stood up. Yes. You wouldn't swear in front of elderly people. You know Nothing. what I mean? Now you can see just certain things. You're just like, man, like, this is how we differ. But it, yes. All, yes. it all comes back to community. You yes. know what I mean? So yeah. that's how we stand out. So basically, the 80 sounds is just like, you know, uh, you know, the, the, uh, you know, I had 80s born, 80s raised, or 80s inspired. You don't necessarily have to be from the 80s to, to represent or have what, you know, have that resonate with you or to connect with it on a deeper level. You know, you just have to understand that there's a greater purpose and not just all about you. Um, the, uh, the other part of it is just, I'm kind of chronicling. So I'm, I've stepped out, I've stepped into kind of the investment world and, you know, I'm going to be doing a lot of travel, traveling once, uh, you know, the COVID restrictions lift. And I kind of, I just kind of want to promote the brand authentically and organically. I yes. want it to kind of chronicle my my life and yeah. when you, you know when I, heard, I, when I heard and saw it i was like travis needs this is a perfect name for a record label even to have right. like artists underneath listen, you know like listen, 80s I've got, that's it listen i've got the logo and probably everything. a dozen yeah i've got a dozen business plans that all connect with this 80 sounds but yeah it's just gonna kind of chronicle how i navigate through this in that investment world and again it's to show these kids that it's that it's possible you know what I mean? So when I go to meetings and I take a picture with a lawyer or if I go to, if I'm on site of one of my building uh, of, of a project and I take a picture with an architect, I'm going to have my stuff on and, you know, hopefully kids realize, okay, wait a second, you know, part, you know, part of the, you know, part of, you know, one of the pillars is that is confidence. You know, I have a graffiti t-shirt that has, I think it's 16 or 17 characteristics of what really 80 sounds is all about. And I know confidence yeah. is one and pride and integrity and heart and hustle. You know, another thing, people get hustle and hustling. There's a negative connotation. Yeah. No, man, like 
that's just believing in something and giving it your all and it's kind of just and having that that one yeah. track that one track mind and maneuvering through it and do, doing what you got to do to get things done but uh it's all going to come uh, it's been getting a very favorable response from the community like locally internationally you gotta like, send the show you gotta send me some stuff or something man. i want to wear it on i want to model for it like yo i love the logo I, it's like something i can relate to it i look at it and i'm like that's a symbol that's like i want to tattoo that i want to get a chain like it's like oh, it's man, a I symbol you know it, what i mean and i get I it sound i relate to it i'm born in 89 so, but like you know the vibe that i like in the 90s yeah. and the 80s music sure. So two things. One, you know, the music note. I have the music note in there because one thing about me, while I observe, like, I can tell you about, like, when I, when I, um, I'm a big, a big music lover, you know, like my, my uncle used to play R&B and hip hop in the house, reggae, whatever, everything. And it's just one of those things, like, when I think back in time of situations that I've been in and points in my life that when I relive those experiences, I could always connect a song or an album or a soundtrack to that memory so that yes. that that music note kind of that kind it of had you know to be kind it of had illustrates to be yeah yeah you know instead of having the o and i had the music note, and that kind of like you know connects the music you know they say you know uh music's a great teacher you know and it helps me remember things so as well so it's one of those things where um it just only it, it only made sense the other thing was if you look on the quote t-shirt um um, and it's probably the best seller, right? My best seller right now is that pain is inevitable. Suffering is optional. You know, yes. you're going to feel some pain. Whatever you go through, you're, there's going to be some pain. 100%. You know, anything worth having, there's going to be some pain. There's going to be some obstacles. But now suffering, that means, okay, you felt some pain and you you chose not to do anything. So you want to be, you know, you're you're not stuck in the mud, but you choose to sit in that situation. And now the pain is just becoming insurmountable and it's becoming too much. Now it becomes suffering, but that's self-inflicting. So um, I think that one hits home with a lot of people. And, uh, you know, we're just going to keep it going. And uh, like I said, I've had a very favorable response um, from the community. I feel like I'm at the post office every day just shipping out merchandise. But um, no, thanks it. for I love yeah, it, man. Yeah, man. I want to I wanna promote it too. And just, you know, I want to model for that brand, bro. I want a nice white tee. It would be dope to just do it. I don't know how, but... After when this COVID is done, man, we gotta do we gotta put our brains together and figure out like I just like what it represents, you know what I mean? And Absolutely. just hearing you talk about it more and, and what it represents and what it means to you, it's like it's necessary, you know, that eighty sound. I w please make a record label and sign me first, because <laughs> that's a record label name right there. Eighty sound. That's perfect. I I appreciate it. So I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you a couple things. It's uh, this is sort of like a lightning round. So you could give like a one or two word answer to these questions, but we're just gonna bang them out. They're usually like yeah, just like just picking your brain. Whatever the first thing that comes to your mind, you just say it. All right. Right. All right. So first off, we'll start off you know slow. So what does Black History mean, Month mean to you? When you said one or two words, I mean. <laughs> Let's 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 say pride. Pride. What does being a father mean to you? Jeez. <laughs> uh, great responsibility. Mm. What's an accomplishment of yours that you could share? that I've had a hand in dozens of kids um, 
fulfill their dreams, post-secondary education, um, using sports as a vehicle. What's something that you went through in life and you were you thought to yourself that you 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 might not make it out, but you did, or overcome it, let's say, like a challenge. Ah, oof! What is a challenge? I mean, I've got great, I've got high self-esteem and great confidence in myself, so um, I can tell you things that were difficult. I mean, just even graduating with a business degree from university, I mean, there were challenges. Mm. Um, you know, that, that was a tall task, but um, we'll, we'll go with that for now. Mm. What, what keeps you going? Um, realizing that I don't know everything, that there's more to learn, there's more to accomplish, never being satisfied, um, and just trying to put the younger generation, specifically, you know, mainly my family in a better position, um then uh that probably that we started off with mm-hmm. you know what i mean mm-hmm. my brother and i when i say we mm-hmm. uh define yourself in uh three words if i was a stranger even though you and i know each other pretend i don't know you at all and you got to introduce yourself to me and, and this is the way you got to introduce yourself by defining yourself in three words i got to do the same what are those three first what are those three words that you would say to me I say integrity, uh, integrity. I'm gonna say heart slash toughness because um, <laughs> you gotta have heart, believe in yourself. And, you know, you gotta have a mental toughness component. Um, and then the third one is, uh, I'd say caring. You know, I'm a very caring individual. You know, I care about those around me. I care about the world. I care about the impact that I have on others. You know. I'm the type of person that, you know, if, if we make a connection, I help you out. And, uh, you know, after that conversation, I don't stop caring. I'm going to remember, you know, um, exactly, you know, the next time we come in contact, I'm going to remember what we discussed. And, mm. um, you know, it, it's because, you know, it's not, it doesn't just stop there. It doesn't end there. So I would say I would, I would go with those three. Just a few more. What, what's something about yourself that you changed? Maybe something recently, something that you had to grow out of, let's say, like maybe whether it's a habit or something you acknowledged about yourself that you're like, you know what, I got to change this about myself. I changed the fact that you put that I put others before me, you know, you can help others and still be selfish. And I tell that's one thing I tell my son, it's okay to be it's okay to be selfish and look out for your look out for yourself. You can't pour from an empty cup. So you have to take care of yourself first. And before I used to, uh, you know, it's like after you teach, you turn into a psychologist or a counselor and, you know, you're helping everyone, but you're draining yourself. So balance, having that balance, um, I had to change because it was favorable, not to me, it was favorable more to everyone else. So I had to change that. Mm -hmm. And also expecting Again, it sounds cliche, expecting you from everyone else. You know what I mean? Not everyone's going to get it. Mm. You know, Nipsey says, you know, it's not for everyone. Everybody can't go, you know, that kind of thing. So yeah. it's like, you got to understand your journey. You got to understand your journey is meant to be, you know, it's a self journey for a reason. You yes. know what I mean? Yes. Individual journey for a reason. So 
those are a couple of things that I had to change, but uh, everything's still going well. What is, um, what's next for Travis? When you think about uh, life, your life, you know? I think, like I said, like, um, I want to, I want you know, just diving into the investment world. And uh, like I said, I have a lot of projects that I want to launch. Um, I want to just continue to help kids, you know, um, especially from our community. Um, you know, when you hear these words disenfranchised and marginalized and yeah. whatever fancy word, whatever terminology the I government wants words. to use or whatever, I hate them. It's just one of those things, man. But we could change the narrative, man. Yes. Like we just got to give back. We got to, uh, we got to, um, we can give back. We just need to communicate. Our communication skills need to get a lot stronger. And I think the, the key, one of the keys is we got to, um, as a community, we got to value education as a whole, mm. you know, and I'm not talking university. I'm not talking college. I'm talking about as a whole and, um, self-education. You know, yeah. Yep. And, 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 um, you know, I think, you know, things in our community would start to change and then we'll have a ripple effect, but you have to start at home. So I'm going to start with my community and, you know, be on the lookout for that. You know, I definitely have, I talked to one of you earlier. I think you talked to Marlon, you talked to Slinger the other day, right? Yeah. So, yeah. I always reach out to him and I say, you know, when I, when I call you, it's go time. It's not, it ain't going to be, we don't need to strategize. Like I got it. So, uh, we'll have some things on the go ready to um, help out the, the, the South Jane community. As I'm talking to all of you, I'm realizing you all know each other in some way. Like I knew oh. we went to the shop. I knew we all went to the shop. No, I know no, you guys no. knew each other. So From it's, the it's, it's the just 80s, crazy. Man, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah, when I spoke yeah, yeah. with Slinger, uh, he told me his connection to Dejamar. And then like now you're telling me your connection to him to Slinger. So yeah, I find it yeah. very everything's meant to be and happens the way it's supposed to. You know what I'm saying? Like Right, absolutely. Like when you were mentioning earlier you knowing Dave from like the the year I was born. I wasn't even born, but now like you fast forward and I'm on the I'm on the, the podcast with you. And Dave is mm -hmm. someone who who means a lot to me too. Like he's a part of the council. You know, I got a council, a yeah. group of guys who I go to for guidance and I, they're my OGs, you know what I'm saying? So it's just cool to right. see the full circle. And this is how, how, this is how the knowledge gets shared, right? You don't be selfish right. with it. You, you give it back. I think I already know your answer to this question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. And then we're going to close off. Glass half empty or half full? No, the glass is half full. <laughs> <laughs> the glass is half full. Talk to you me. Can't, you you got to be optimistic, right? You can make a lot of things happen with it. You know, I mean, <laughs> it's like, it's like, um, how can I say this? If you need to charge a battery, you know, that process to go from 50 to 100, mm. I'd rather go from 50 to 100 than zero to 100. You know what mm. I'm trying to say? It's just one of those things, right? Give me half a glass of water, I'll make something happen. So, um, Or to choose to not even, not even charge it. Like 50% can only go less and lesser than that if you don't even charge the phone. So if you're not pouring into that glass to, to fill it back up, then what are you doing? The water will ev may, might evaporate at some point if you're not watering your own like plant or like you're you're filling up the cup. Like imagine like that's your response, but there's somebody out there who looks at the glass as half empty, and that's what scares me sometimes, Travis. Right. Like, 
how are we looking at situations how are we looking at ourselves as you know so it's all about perspective and optimism like you said and how are we gonna how are we gonna fill yeah. that cup are we going to fill it or we're we gonna leave it where it's at are we gonna leave right. ourselves where we're at are we not gonna change are we not gonna grow are we not gonna fulfill our destinies are we just gonna keep following the 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 common thing you know and the structure that Absolutely. was built around us so it's really on us to figure out who we are and not let what we do define us like i do believe like what we do is because of who we are but what we do is not who we are do you get what right. i mean by that absolutely like what we absolutely. we do what we do because of who we are like you're a teacher you're a coach you're a mentor because of who you are but what you do is not who you are you're more layered you're layered than that. we can't define ourselves based on what we do but it's a piece of who we are that's why we do it exactly you know so thank you if if there was anything that you would like say to let's say there's a group of kids you know or a group you have like the attention of kids for like two minutes uh maybe a group of kids these are things that you've always wanted to say to say to some of the kids that you've worked with or the youth or whoever but you never got a chance to like what's something that you would say to them right now like a message or something inspiring Oh man, continue to, you know, believe in who you are, you know, even when, you know, when the days are dark, like nothing's going to be easy. You know, like I said, my father used to tell me, you know, like, um, you know, don't feel sorry for, you know, you can't feel sorry for someone who's given the same opportunity as you and they just kind of squandered that opportunity. But, you know, it, it sounds a bit harsh, but um, like you said, truth. whether your glass is, is full or half full, you know, make something happen, you know. Um, and think outside the box, you know, you know, think outside the box, even if you got to go against the grain, um, because, you know, a lot of times the situation in the situation, it's, it's the blind leading the blind, you know, everyone's just going in a particular direction and, you know, there's no leader. You don't know where you're going. You don't know where that destination is going to end up. So you got to have a plan. And, um, you know, that kind of segues into my next point, but you know, you got to have a plan. What do you want? What do you want out of your life? I know, yes. you know, like I said, I'm, I'm kind of, I don't want to date myself, but, you know, I'm an 80s baby. I'm approaching 40. Yeah. And, uh, Congrats. <laughs> you know, thank you. When, when you. when you look at something like that, you're like, man, you would have never, like, I, I remember when I, was in, when I was in high school. You know, I remember when I was in university. And it was just like, man, if you would have told, oh, you're about to be 40. And I'm just like, man, like, time flies. And so, you know, as much as the journey, it's a beautiful journey embrace it and uh try and get everything out of life that you want because you're not going to be you know you're here for a good time not a long time and mm. i think when you, when you when you realize that i think you become fearless and when you come fearless that's when great things happen you know you have to you got to push I, I would say you got to push the envelope you have to take chances you have to take risks um because nothing good comes out of the comfort zone you know your comfort zone you know, whatever you do, you know what you're going to get. It's going to be the same results that you got for the past, whatever that you've been doing, you know, for however long you've been in that zone. But if you want to achieve more, if you have, you know, high, you know, bigger goals, higher expectations, well, you're going to have to change a few things and, uh, you know, get comfortable being uncomfortable. You know what I mean? There's mm -hmm. a little, like I said, you know, even if you, uh, there's a little pain, as a, you know, as I mentioned with the T-shirt, you know, get used to that. Find a way to maneuver. You know, it's just like, you know, you look at great athletes or, 
you know, I know, let, let's use Kobe Bryant, for example. You yeah. know, he blew up his Achilles and still, you know, knocked down two foul shots. You know, you can't <laughs> tell me he wasn't, he was crying on the inside. But, you know, he made himself comfortable for those few seconds, a couple of minutes, and he, you know, he completed his job. It's the same thing. Whatever, you know, whatever you endure throughout that journey, you know, find a way to persevere. And it comes from self-belief and, uh, and, 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 and confidence and, uh, the last thing I guess I'll leave you with is uh, kind of, you know, it comes from, you know, having a plan. And if the people in your circle don't fit that plan, I mean, don't be afraid to, you know, step out on your own. You know what I mean? Your journey's not going to be lonely throughout the entire duration. You know what I mean? People are going to come into your life, but sometimes you have to step away in order to see. It's like, you know, you got to step back to see the entire picture you know what I mean? you get a better view sometimes from the background so um yeah I'll, I'll leave those with you you know in no particular order but you know that's probably the best information that i can give and um just keep working because you know you're not the only one you know it's like if someone tells me they're trying to uh they want to have their own podcast well guess what there's a thousand kids around the world that want to have their that want to have their own podcast and when you stop working guess what they just gain an advantage you know so huh. keep working i love that and i love the the idea and the concept around sacrifice i think you had mentioned it earlier in our conversation yeah. too and a lot of people are afraid to sacrifice you know sometimes you got to cut off some people the people that are the dear the most dear to you you know what i'm saying absolutely fam whether it's family friends all of that. Uh, or you posted something on IG about the ships. You know that post that you posted? Oh, yeah. The ships. Yeah. yeah, you know, like a ship gets you to a destination. So if your friendships, relationships, family ships aren't leading you to anywhere, there's no end or there's no, you know, destination with those things that you're involved in, then you might have to, you know, rethink what those look like in your life and maybe cut them off. Man, I, I've, I've been cut off for a while. And, and my life has kind of gotten better because you just have time to yourself to really focus on who you are, you know? Like, sometimes people will keep so many people around them and it's it's gratuitous. But it's like, how how many people, what, what, what are these people bringing to your life? Like, exactly. are you bringing anything to theirs? And maybe you're only bringing something to theirs, but they're not bringing, it has to be reciprocal. Right. So if it's not reciprocated, then you got to make some moves and sacrifice. A lot of people are afraid to be alone. A lot of people are afraid to not tell people what they're up to. Like they, you posted another thing about like, stop telling people what, what you're up to because it gives you like a satisfaction in your brain. And then you don't even end up accomplishing that thing anyway. Exactly. Right. So like, yeah, everyone, how can people reach you, Travis? Like how can people follow you and stuff like that? And 80 sounds, let the people know. At 80 sounds, 80-S-O-U-N-D-S, and then on Twitter, at T-Y-O-E-83. T-Y-O-E, trust your own eyes. You know, don't let someone paint a picture for you into what you should be seeing. Um, trust your own eyes and what you see. You know, go with that. You know, go with your intuition and um, stick with your plan. So on Twitter, it's at T-Y-O-E-83. 83 and on instagram is at 80 sound 80 s-o-u-n-d-s i pray that the listeners today learn something 
a lot of analogies, a lot of examples, a lot of teachings, a lot of knowledge just being shared in this episode. This was truly uh, like a grown man talk session, Travis, and I want to appreciate you uh, for being on the show, just letting you know that, you know, I, I look up to you and uh, anytime you talk, I listen. So just thank you for being on the show. It's an honor. I appreciate it, man. I mean, you know, it's just uh, like I said, I mean, your part, you know, I know I've been to a couple of your shows and a couple of functions that you've yeah, uh, yeah. that you've put on, and you know the energy. You know, I yeah. can't I can't remember the the particular day we met, but I just remember you know you just uh, coming around more and more, and you know the energy you're putting out. I mean, I'm not surprised that you're having such success, and you know, continue doing what you're doing. You're an inspiration to many. Um, you know, hopefully, you know, um, you know I haven't I haven't heard your music in a while, so hopefully you haven't given up on that. And <laughs> I think we motivate and inspire each other, you 100%. know, just because you're younger than I am doesn't mean that, you know, um, right. that I don't take anything away from you. Like I said, I'm an observer and, you know, you got that quiet confidence, you know, you wait till your haircuts and you'll be in the chair and you won't say a word and then you'll come <laughs> back and, you know, you'll be like, wait a second, but you said this, this and this, and, you know, <laughs> um, but, um, you know. I look forward to our next debate when it comes to hip hop, but I'm glad to see that you're. Uh, I remember one time you told me you were waiting for the perfect time to listen to Reasonable Doubt. Um, uh, yes. And you know, as much as I am a Jay Z fan, like I had a debate with someone the other day about, you know, they're like, what are the best, what's the best album, the best debut album you listen to? And I didn't say Reasonable Doubt. They're like, what? How can you? And I was just like, yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, they respond. But um, yeah, I'm still I remember not ready those yet. <laughs> You remember yeah, that okay. combo, though. You remember yeah, that. yeah. And I was just like, man, this kid's nuts. You haven't listened to Reasonable Doubt, but, uh, you know, everything in due time. 100%. And we're, speaking of time and all of that, we're, we got to do this again. Hopefully, you know, when the COVID ban and all of that lifts soon, we'll we'll do like an episode in person and get more in depth and talk more about you and just share that knowledge for the people. Because I think it's a different vibe and energy when you're in person versus over the phone Absolutely. and stuff like that. So we will definitely do this again. Thank you again. Continue to being you to continue being you because I'm watching. I'm learning from you. And uh, I got music coming, I promise you. So the the goal, right. the goal, Travis, is to work for oneself, man. I'm I'm done with working for other people, man. If I could just have enough time in a day to focus on the podcast, the music, all of my stuff, I would be some. I know that I'd be somewhere else. But when you're, even though I'm in the field that I want to be in, and I love giving back, you you start to think about your life. You're like, yo. I'm not working for me though. I don't have right. enough time in the day because I'm working for somebody else. I want to turn this into my own thing. So it's hard to, those are the difficulties of being an entrepreneur. You know what I'm saying? And these are things that I've spoken to you about and like I've learned from you and like you talking about entrepreneurship and just you leveraging your, you know, what you right. have to make it work for yourself and stuff like that. So I'm using everything that you, that I've learned from you. Trust me. It's just a matter of time, right. you know? So. All right. Well, keep Thank it you. up, man. Thank you for the opportunity. Anytime, Travis. Thank you. We'll talk offline, all right? All right. All right. Cheers.